welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Born and raised in California, Janine Ayana Watkins now lives in Minnesota. How did that happen? Well, shortly after moving to New York City, she met the love of her life on a bus while leaving work as a field engineer who worked to build the roadways at New York City's LaGuardia Airport. Janine was a civil engineer by trade, but she was willing to trade it in to become a sci-fi author, fitness instructor, Afrocentric talk show host, and inevitably a financial agent. She believes everyone ought to experience following their passion over pursuing a paycheck because passionately pursuing a purpose feels magical. Since establishing her life in Minnesota, Janine has become a highly skilled financial agent with a passion for empowering individuals and their families to achieve their financial goals. As a member of Lions Wealth Builders, she provides a range of services to meet the needs of clients, from personal finance to business and even children's financial planning. In addition to her role as a financial agent, Janine also leads a highly successful financial education program designed to help individuals develop their customized plan for financial independence. All of her services are offered on a complimentary basis, further demonstrating her commitment to understanding the financial well-being of others who desire to trust that when they truly open up and share their life's passions, they too can experience this magic. Hi, Janine. Welcome to Revolutionary Women. How are you this afternoon? I'm incredible. Thanks for having me, Tess. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, so I have a bunch of questions, so let's get started. Um, so okay. you were you were born and raised in Southern California um, with three older sisters and a little brother. What, what part of Southern California? So I was born at Scripps Hospital, which is in La Jolla. Um, oh. Although most, yeah, most of my life I was in a... It's much bigger now, but it's called Valley Center. So Southern California, close to where my dad started his practice in Vista. Okay. So what was your childhood like in California, living in California? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting, Tess, because I, I still relate it to living like that, that Disney princess dream. Uh, hmm. Every summer it was either being good enough that we actually went to Six Flags or hmm. we would go to Knott's Berry Farm or my favorite was always Disneyland and Growing up in the household, my, my mom stayed at home. She was the, the PTA mom of Valley Center. We'd go to all of our events, like all of the behind the scenes. And then my dad was a very earnest, hardworking plastic surgeon. So I really did have like the, the upcoming where my dad went to work and mm-hmm. my mom stayed home with us. We oh, lived okay. on two and a half acres of orange groves and had all the different animals from iguanas to chickens to horses. Oh, wow. And, I know. It was amazing. It still is. Like even thinking back on it, it really has like framed my world of how life can and will be right oh wow yeah. okay so so you d- you said that your dad was a plastic surgeon and your mom stayed at home um yeah. so what life lessons did they impart on you <laughs> had the biggest impact on what it means to be out in the world be ambitious and what it means to be a world leader um at least from what i was always in the reflection of and then my mom always just showed me what it means to be patient and kind and to be very stern with what your beliefs are and yet have people come to you when they do have concerns or fear that they don't have, know how to figure it out. And so I feel like my dynamic of my mother and my father really still have that impact and influence on me. Oh, cool. Okay, so you described your 
childhood as like being like living as a Disney Disney princess <laughs> until the age yeah. of 12. So what changed yeah. when you turned 12? Um, my parents did what most people know that we, we talk about as a statistic. And it, it is kind of crazy because it, it really has shaped my figure even now. Um, but my family went through the divorce mm. and it was it was interesting because at least for who I am, Tess, like I, I realize as I've, I've grown up and realized it's not always the way it was um, or it'll never go back to the way that you think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because at that point, right before I turned 12, because this was a very big time in my life, it was that transition of I remember like the court was asking, like, well, who do you want to live with? And oh. my three older sisters picked to be more associated with my dad and me and my little brother decided to go live with my mom. And wow. I think the big distinction there that I'm I'm still in a world of is what it means to have a six figure type of income versus mm-hmm. being on welfare. And mm-hmm. so going with my mom, a big shift happened. We moved out of the little town in Valley Center. And we moved to a place called Joshua Tree. And so mm. I went from the, the more tropical San Diego type of vibe to a desert. Um, mm. And I I fully embrace it now. Like, Tess, I can't even explain what Joshua Tree means to me more than what most people know it as now, but mm-hmm. really as that, that grounded space. Wow. So going through um, a divorce with your parents and living yeah. from living as a result of that how did that impact your future relationships with friends or you know I guess with anyone you were close to you know and I'm glad you actually asked that more than just what it did for my family what it really did for my friends and even now I'm reconnecting with so many people I, oh. I went to grammar school with. And oh, how even cool. this last road trip, yeah, this last road trip, me and my, my boyfriend, Daniel, I oh, love him. Hmm. Um, we actually connected with my best friend. We've been friends since second grade. And they helped me, my mom and my brother actually move out of Valley Center. Oh, and wow. it was crazy reconnecting with her now that she has two little ones and oh. married to a guy we went to school with. How how often I, I see that when I left that uh-huh. there was this feeling, same thing with my, my sisters of what it meant to no longer be in close proximity. Cause I, I don't know for anyone who's listening, whoever has gone through like a major shift like that, it, it really does rock your world of realizing like the same faces, the same places, the same spaces are so far beyond. It literally feels like you're in another galaxy. And so mm-hmm. at least for me, when that transition happened and mm-hmm. how it shaped my world now is I, I really do recognize that when there's disruptions in relationships, and this is the hardest thing that I, I still grapple with, how parents tell you when you're in arguments with your friends or mm-hmm. your siblings, say sorry, make up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for them, mm-hmm. it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And so it, it got me to realize how often things don't feel like they are fair for right. others and how often you can actually step in a space and be like, I can't make you change your mind. How right. can I change mine? Yeah. And so I, I think that's what I, I started realizing. Like, how can I give up uh, me being right? If it uh, means that at least in this moment right now, we can still stay together. And so wow. I think that's, it's, it's had me in so many conversations with Ex relationships test. I can't even tell you. I'm like, okay, so wow. this feels like an exit interview. Um, can we still remain friends? Yeah, it's fine that you. Want... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. Just... 
Yeah, I was going to say, because you never know how it impacts other children. But for myself, it really made me realize just how often, like, I, more than my own ego, would gladly give up my space of feeling right if it means that a relationship that truly meant anything, that literally was held together by love, to just have it at least go back to, like, a state of civilness mm. instead of having it completely be disrupted. And yeah. I, I owe my parents to that. I don't think I would be that open to it if it wasn't for seeing what happened to my own family. Right, yeah. And interesting that you, you actually coined it as like an exit interview but most I mean <laughs> if you say an exit interview it, it has a negative connotation right but sometimes yeah but as an exit conversation an exit interview in the sense that you're putting into place well look okay this is how I'd like it to be can we do this moving forward you know and not be um and not be not to have any judgment, but at least to have some civilness, like you said, civility, right? And also to have some kind of relationship, because if you had a relationship before, you should be able to have a relationship after, right? Of course, yeah. In theory. So I don't know if it it really works with everybody, but, you know, I'm glad that you came to a point where you actually said, you know what, I don't have to win. You know, I just want to be able to have this relationship um, with that person, regardless of yeah. how it ended, right? So that's really awesome. I like that. Um, okay, so you work as a financial agent for Lions Wealth Builders. What is Lions right. Wealth? What is Lions Wealth Builders about, and what does your role entail? So, and I love every time when I do call myself a lion because a lot of times I, I have to catch myself because. Lions Wealth Builders was established by a, oh my gosh, a radiant family, but my broker actually, Andre Genovese. And the reason it's called Lions Wealth Builders is because him and his wife, when they first had a son, they named him Lion. And so, yeah, so at least for what it's even, for me, like you were asking, what's my role in it is I really am establishing that forever family. And I, 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 I don't think there's any coincidence about what had me go from an engineer into like all these other roles in 2020 and then find literally a year later after discovering myself mm. the Lions Wealth Builders because what it really brings to my awareness is the idea of security. And I think that's mm. what I've been looking for, Tess, ever since I left California as the engineer there and was like, okay, now I'm going to establish myself as whoever I'm going to be in New York City. And so what the Lions really bring to me is not just that sense of like, oh, it's all pride. No, it's power in building a pride. It's Mm. literally you being in an established environment where it really is faith, family, business. Mm -hmm. Like you you have to believe. And I, I know at the bottom of my heart, outside of what people might have as a religious context, like, my spiritual listening of who I have been on this journey ever since my family got a divorce was I wanted to know that there was something even beyond what people thought about that could tear them apart because there is something so much more divine and powerful pulling us together. Mm. And I really think if you have faith in something that you love, the essence of love is going to build anything limitless of what we are sometimes limited in. And so the other establishment is your family. And Mm -hmm. I (laughs) It's funny. I remember the first time I told my sister, because outside of building a business with her, I'm 
I'm in the the conversations of every day. What does it mean to speak affirmations? What does mm. it mean to meditate? What does it mean to speak your truth? And I think that's where family has always been something for me because me and my brother joke about it after after the divorce, like um, when my dad would want to see us or my mom would want to see my sisters, we were the ones who are willing to at least go to both and then be like reunions or be like family gatherings. We were the ones who would go back and forth. And so it's interesting because when I, I think about family, I realize that some people you can't you can't make people change their minds if they don't want to, but mm -hmm. you have the choice to be in any space and have that power to know that I get to choose what I'm, I'm dealing with or where I get to show up for others. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest attachment outside of having that faith in what you love is family and realizing that family, regardless of it being blood mm -hmm. or whether it be business or whether it just be a, a small group that bonds you together, that where I'm really establishing myself is where can I find a forever family that not only understands that it's beyond just fights or misunderstanding where you can really understand that you want to accept like mm. that's the biggest gift that we can give anyone. And then the last establishment within the Lions Wealth Builders is business. Like mm -hmm. more than what we create with each other, what are we creating for the people we're working with? And that's one of my greatest things because the more I'm building, even in these last two and a half years of working with them, almost three now, I keep finding myself in conversations with teachers who, hmm. who are like, why are we not doing this in schools? And wow. I'm starting to work with nonprofit owners and workers who are like, we should know how to not only have things be for profit, but then bring it into establishments where we educate people who are nonprofits. And mm -hmm. so that's what the lions are for me. It's, it's me recognizing that ever since I walked away as an engineer, I, I no longer want to just project out projects. I want to empower people. And the best way you can do that is have them feel comfortable and not knowing necessarily where they are going, mm -hmm. but to give them a path and say, if you follow what you said, you just wanted to create, right. not only is it possible, but this is when you can do it. And yeah. so that's what it is. It's, it's faith, family, and business. Okay. Well, Janine, so you went from being a civil engineer, right? Engineering yeah. into financial industry. So did you know anything about finances growing up or did your parents teach you about finances or is this something that, you know, what led you to that? What led you from, oh you know, being in, in civil engineer, engineering to financial? Yeah. And I, without it sounding too um, into the Marvel universe, it was inevitable to us. Hmm. It really was. I, I realized when I first picked even my major for college. At, at first, I wanted to be an architect. <laughs> and it, okay. was, it was crazy the way it all worked out that I actually did get accepted into civil engineering in, in different aspects. But it wasn't until I even discovered Cal Poly Pomona that I was like, this is actually what I want to do. Hmm. And so as soon as I declared I wanted to do engineering, I was like, okay, what do I want to do next? And it was so funny. I, I wrote out my freshman year, like my path to project management. I was like, I was going to go through the field engineering, I was going to work uh -huh. in estimation, and then I was going to go into the assistant and like working into like the marketing, like advertising of it. And then I was going to be a project manager. I wanted to know those four quadrants. Uh -huh. And that's where I was going to establish myself. And it was just, it was crazy because when I actually stepped into what it meant to be a project engineer, mm -hmm. I, I started messing around with words and I love, I love wordplay. And so I'm like, what if I'm just a project engineer? Like that's what hmm. we do is like we we see based on procurement, how long is it going to take something to do mm -hmm. and how long until it is done? And then you reverse engineer it. And so from that 
fundamental step of where I was creating my foundation, like all, always understanding from, from the construction side of doing sewer siphons or curb and gutter or doing storm drain and then being in a, a space where I was given an opportunity to move to New York and build some of the roadway and build the bridges and mm. work more into like the traffic and being that engineer, I knew I was meant to do something big mm -hmm. and I always thought it was going to be on projects. Mm -hmm. And so for me, even after I, I stepped away from engineering, I didn't know finances was the next step. Again, oh. again, like when I, when I left for, what was it? I left in October uh -huh. and I started pursuing being an author. I'm like, okay, I've got this <laughs> book in me that I've had since 2015 to us. And it actually had me then go to Florida for a, a month and wow. I was working on it out there. And then me and Daniel, we, we picked up and we, we went across country, went back to California for a little while before we took off to Thailand, Taiwan, <laughs> Japan. And when I came back, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to figure out how to be the most grounded version of myself. Mm -hmm. And it still took me a couple of months because after everything was said and done, I was like, okay, I I've written this book. It's going to come out mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it did come out in May 4th, 2020, wow. like most people know the world was dealing with a yeah. pandemic and yep. it, was, it was so bizarre to us. Cause even at that point, I remember I got the letter and it was talking about um, all funds are freezing, everything like that. You have an opportunity to fill out this unemployment. And I remember looking at my boyfriend and I was like, I am not unemployed. Mm. I am an author. <laughs> author did not pay the job. And so yeah. I, I, yeah, I worked on everything else. I, I was still, working as a part-time fitness instructor um, at, at a, a local gym that was out here in Minnesota. And sorry, after we came back from Japan and did some traveling, we came back to Minnesota. I was doing that. I was like, okay, that's not enough. So then I picked up this talk show sh um, for an Afrocentric company. Mm -hmm. That wasn't enough. So I started doing roofing. That wasn't enough. Oh my goodness. And so I did like dance conditioning and I was I was creating all these areas in my mind of me having value, me creating worth. I was like, what am I doing all this for? And I, mm -hmm. I remember getting to November and my sister reached out to me. And again, when you were asking about, this was a, a seed she planted actually the first year I moved to New York. So back in 2016, my sister told me she wanted to be a broker and that she wanted to open up her own agency mm -hmm. and everything she showed me Tess, it was beautiful. It was brilliant. And on top of everything she had showed me, I was like, I, I want this more than I, I can help you with. Like, mm -hmm. and she even asked like, well, well, if this is so interesting. Why don't you do it? sis?" So I'm like, Nope, I'm <laughs> 2006. <laughs> I had just moved to New York. I was right. not having it. Right. But in, in 2020, at the end of the year, I, I was looking at everything and she's like, well, sis, like we can go over your, your annual review, like you're due for one. And I looked at it and Tess, I kid you not between where, most people who had said that they had gotten hit or how most people were so afraid that after the market had done what it did in 2020, right. I had not lost anything. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I have been traveling. I was just yeah. told I'm unemployed. And on top of that, like I haven't lost anything. And she's like, I think you should come check out what I'm doing. Huh. And so January, 2021, I went and I was surrounded by people from all backgrounds that for the last year, I've been told like, you are unemployed, you cannot be doing what you're doing. And it's kind of funny, actually, some of the most big people who stood out in my mind were engineers too. And I was like, <laughs> what? 
And it's so funny that, like, I, we go back to the earlier part, like, what security is and how often people feel that value. And I found out what people were really making it mean when they were told they were not essential mm-hmm. was that there was less value for them. And so right. when I really left that event in January and I was just like in that space, I remember flying back and I told Daniel, like, I'm supposed to teach people about finances because Mm. more than what it was for me to work in the engineering world and project out projects, this was my call. Like I wasn't supposed to be projecting projects. Mm. I wanted to project for people. And that's, that's what we do. And it's crazy though, Tess, because everything I do when I sit down with individuals, it's completely complimentary. I just want people to have the information that fits for them because finances aren't one size fits all which very often people think like it's just blanket it's like well you might have a very similar structure Mm -hmm. but you might be on a different level of what you can contribute or what you have your goals set to and so Mm -hmm. yeah it was there wasn't that much of a transition between engineering and finances for me Uh janine it's really funny because as you're, you're you're speaking about the different types of industries that you basically worked in, you know, and then coming full circle to realizing, you know, I think I'm supposed to be talking finances with people. It's it's like, it's almost like, well, do you think that it was probably back somewhere from, you know, having been, um, having been in a family that was um, involved with divorce, right? And then having that stability, let's just say that stability that was supposed to be there, that was broken, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. But you know, it, it became it, it became unstable, right? Do you think that's part of why of how you you think that 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 came to your to you saying, you know what, maybe this is the right fit for me, because it's yeah. establishing yourself as someone who has stability, right? And and preparing yourself and making sure that you have stability in finances as well as everything else. Is that fair? Oh my. That is not only fair, that is like spot on to another level because where you were just asking, where do I see myself from, at least for my parents and what they'd given me, mm-hmm. that is also from my mother too because my, oh. at least for both my parents, yes, thank you for highlighting that. At least for both my parents, not just having the stability, but the ability to be firm in what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And then also that support that people know they can come to me right. if they do need help. Like, thank you for highlighting that. Well, you know, it, it just dawned on me that, you know, it, it, it becomes, I, I think for a lot of people, like, you know, you don't get to be where you are without your, without maybe looking back and saying, you know, what is my background? What, you know, what was in my past that's projecting, that's propelling me to do something, <laughs> right? That yeah. could be good for, not just for me, but for other people, right? And I think I, I see that for, for my guests who whose stories are always about, uh, not always, but, you know, their stories are like, well, you know, back then when I was growing up, da 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 this happened. And I think that's when I realized, you know, I think this is what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just wanted to, like you said, I just wanted to highlight that because, you know, I don't know if you even thought about the fact that, you know, looking back, right, from your, from your upbringing or even from your, um, from how your family, you know, um, how your family background, you know, that 
eventually that this was how you wanted to be seen or, or even be heard, right? Because this was something that can help not just you, but other people who are probably going through the same thing. Exactly. Thank you. I, I did not. So <laughs> I, I'm grateful for having this conversation and now to acknowledge not only the listening, but also the love that I've been carrying for this for so mm-hmm. long. Thank mm-hmm. you for witnessing Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Okay, so I mean, when you got started with Lions Wealth, and did you have any people, you know, like giving you um, or pushback or even negative feedback saying, no, I don't really need that? Or, you know, and how would you, how would you actually turn that around? So it would be like, wow, maybe I didn't think about that aspect of it. And maybe I should, <laughs> I should look into it. Yeah. And I'm so grateful you said that actually one of, and I I love her, um, one of my older sisters, so she's second oldest. um, Her biggest thing still to this day is I can't believe you threw your engineering career away. And it's so, (laughs) so, yeah. And it's so interesting because like, I I recognize how often, like, that is why I think that statistic, like, and I'm actually proud of it now. I own it. I remember when I started engineering and they said, like, look to your left, look to your right. Like, one of you is going to make it Mm. out of statistics. Like, a third of the people, at least in my generation, would continue their career even beyond five years. And that's if you even get a job in your industry. And so thinking back on it, yes, I am a statistic. Like I, I made it a little over the five year mark as an engineer in practice Mm -hmm. and then I quit. And so it's just interesting. Every time my sister says like, I can't believe like even to this day, (laughs) last year, it blows my mind Uh because more than people who are like, Oh, I'm not interested. There's just so many people who are so bewildered that I would be doing what I did. They love watching me. They love (laughs) cheerleading all the things. But again, it's that moment of like, you did something that wasn't safe. And so what I, I love so much and what I can always offer to anyone after the experience I've gone through since 2018 is just identify with what life that you actually want to live. Cause I, I think the biggest thing that gets me through sometimes when people say, cause it's the other thing and I, I love owning it. Like I do not have an accounting background. I do not have my series six. But what I do have is leaders who have been doing this work for over a decade. And mm. that's the other thing is a lot of people were like, well, uh, I'll talk to your sister about it. Cause my sister Megan, she has over a decade's worth of experience working and opening a few offices for mm. Wells Fargo and different banks mm-hmm. down in San Marcos. And it's, it, it does blow my mind how often when people think about what it means to have experience mm-hmm. over the passion, they're like, well, I, I will only trust you if you have experience. Yeah. And so that is okay because those aren't the people that I'm building with. I'm building with people who like genuinely want to know the information and they're excited that not only do I get an opportunity to sharpen, I guess, my, my blade with blades of mm-hmm other entrepreneurs and other people who are working in this industry Mm -hmm. but every time i am able to help someone else if it's something that i've never seen before i am so excited to because more than anything i get to use other experts and have them come into the opportunities like hey i set up an appointment with this person who is going to explain what i just found for you and then Mm. at least for that it's also always giving that second set of eyes but it's also giving them an opportunity to see when I work with Janine, I get to work with the opportunity because that's the biggest thing too, Tess. Like I, I am not the investing companies. Mm-hmm. I am not 
the 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 stock market but mm -hmm. i do work with those product providers mm -hmm. and so if i ever need to i can always bring in like the vice president or i can i can bring in another person to actually like do a training on it right but more than anything what i love the most is even if it is something that people are like oh i don't know about this yet janine I can give them all this stuff. And again, it's complimentary. Mm -hmm. if, if they mm -hmm. like it and they want to question it any other time, I'm always there for them. Because right. the biggest thing that I know in my heart of hearts is I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm going to win at this game that everyone that I care about, everyone who actually wants to know how to become financially literate, mm -hmm. they are supposed to have it. And it's supposed to be something you get taught like with no cost. Because mm. the other thing that my 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 firm, the Lions Wealth Builders, what we really stand on is realizing that for people who are considered the one percenters, the, the rich, the wealthy, the affluent, anyone who's making more than half a million dollars or more, they're happy to go to Merrill Lynch or, or, or Goldman Sachs or um, any of these other companies, and they do have to pay just to sit down with an advisor. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as an agent, as an agent, I can collect this information and then I can do the shopping around. And if they really truly wanted to and they didn't feel comfortable with my service, I'd be like, no problem. Mm -hmm. These are the, mm -hmm. the companies that I am seeing will get you to the future you say you want. Right. And you can give them the information. Granted, mm -hmm. I would love to be their agent because then they don't have to just pick up the phone mm -hmm. and then call these companies like, hey, can you help me out? Yeah. I can do that for them. Right. But again, my, my biggest goal is I want people to feel comfortable and I only want to work with people who want to work with me. Right. And so if if there is that hesitancy, I'm just grateful that people are starting to have the conversations about it. Mm -hmm. And if they do at least have curiosity to reach out to me, I am so, so excited to actually show people not only do you not have to be in the industry to be a person who cares, but you just have to be someone who's willing to do and be courageous enough to show someone I don't know everything yet. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I can find someone who does. <laughs> but yeah. I like that. And, you know, I mean, I'm, as I'm sitting here listening to you, it's, it's really like you're trying to foster relationships, right? With, so it, it's really not just like, okay, let me make that call. And then, you know, if they're not interested, okay, that's it, you know. But you're leaving, in it, I like that you're leaving the door open, you know, because yeah. then if they, if they do ever want to, you know, they have, a way to find you or they have a way to contact you and ask more questions, you know, but because I yeah. think if, if you're faced with someone who's basically like, you know what, well, you got to do this, you got to do that. No one wants to be told, <laughs> you know, no one wants to be told what they, right. No one wants to be told what they should do. But if you say, look, you know what, these are your options. And these are some things that I think you might want to look into. I think they'd be, uh -huh. you know, the curiosity part would probably get the better of them, you know, and and the not the better of them, but the curiosity part would really be like, oh, you know, I never thought of that. Maybe I should, you know. So that's that that's open. You know, the openness, I think, is 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 key, and it's it's more impactful than having to say, well, no, you got to do this. So that's yeah. really that's really cool. Um, okay, so. Who would you credit for where you are now? It's funny. Um, there's there's multiple people. The first person I would honestly say I would not even be in these types of spaces or conversations unless it was my little brother, Matthew. Matthew mm. Watkins is, in my eyes, like the reason I even thought about thinking outside of corporate America. Uh -huh. And there's nothing wrong with being inside of corporate America 
it's just at least for someone who has the tenacity or has the drive to want to do something beyond what someone else has already built. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even thought about that unless it was for him. Like wow. he, it's, it's crazy too. We're, we're two years and two weeks apart. And <sighs> to this day, I, I still think sometimes like the way that he carries himself is just in, in such like alignment mm-hmm. with where most, most people might feel that if they hit failure, they cannot share it. Huh. Like the way he just carries himself and again and again, and even the fact that this week, literally this week, he is going through the final stages of opening up the first Boba Lounge out, out in Stillwater, Minnesota. I just, oh, wow. I'm just in awe of him. And the second person I'm going to give the credit to is my beautiful boyfriend, Daniel. If, if it wasn't for his conversation with me as I was going through the, I don't even want if it wasn't for Daniel, when I was actually going through the final conversations before I even thought about stepping away from engineering, I would have stayed. I, I know mm. in my heart of hearts, I would have been like, you know what? Maybe the world's not ready for this. But instead, mm-hmm. on September 11, 2018, on that Tuesday morning, when I was making my final round on my safety walk at LaGuardia Airport, I could not silence the voice in my head that was asking who are you living your life for? Mm. And in that moment, I just, I knew I wasn't meant to be an engineer at that moment. Uh-huh. And I knew I wasn't meant to be clocking in and clocking out. I, wow. I needed to build something. And so I owe those two men so much. And it's so funny today is, is on our, our national women's day. I, I'm uh-huh. realizing that so often of what I'm, I'm doing is because of the strong individuals around me. And so mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I now get to work with my beautiful sister, Megan Watkins, and I get guided and supported and cheerleaded by my beautiful mother, Ren Howland Watkins every day. And it just, it makes me feel so good because I I, there's so many other people I could credit, but at least in my core four, those, those are the powerful voices that really amplify why and who I am today. I love that. Oh man. You know, it's funny when you were talking about your, your, um, your is it boyfriend husband? I mean Daniel. <laughs> it's funny in the in the Afrocentric community. Yes, he is considered my husband. Your husband, he... okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to like you know make sure. Um, but you know when you were talking, when you were describing the the conversation, um, and how he was sort of instrumental in you deciding what you wanted to do. I can so distinctly remember when I decided to get out of the advertising industry. Um, and oh. it was when my husband, then my boyfriend, said, you know, because I really just wanted to be a writer. <laughs> you know, I was like, all my life I wanted to be a writer, but my parents were like, no, you can never get a job with that. You know, the usual, you know, it was out of love, but it was also very mm-hmm. protective. But it was also like, it It was not what I wanted to do. It was not, I mean, I, I wanted... I just wanted to, to write, right? And yeah. but then I want I had to be practical. So I got into other businesses and then, you know, advertising business. I was there for quite a while and then, you know, I meet my then boyfriend and he was like after a while he was like, "Honey, you know, you need to stop. You just, you know, you need to go because you're not happy." And I'm like, "Yeah, but what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to do this?" And I have bills to pay and he was like, "We'll figure it out." you'll figure it out. And 
if it wasn't for that conversation, <laughs> I would yeah. probably still be there. And, you know, I mean, kudos to people who, who love what they do. And, and even to those who decide, you know what, no, this is what I have to do. Right. But for yeah. me, I was like, well, no, I'm not happy. So I took a chance. And just like you, you know, I, I took a chance and I'm so glad I did. So kudos to you for listening to your voice and to Daniel, you know, um, and and it, it really, it really, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a testament to the fact that you, you know yourself, you know, you may not have known until then, but, you know, I think deep down you, you know, like, you know, when you're, when what you know what you're what you want out of life and how you want to be how to be happy yeah. so but thank you for that okay so moving forward what are your personal goals or is there something you haven't yet done that you would like to do well on on the train and also the energy of a fellow author um the the two big things that i still have my my aspirations at least for this year and going forward until I'm going to be honest, 117 years of age. That is where I am, I am shooting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But my first thing is I am working right now, possibly with a publishing company that might pick up all four series, Ooh. but finishing up my song. It's funny. It's technically, and again, I love wordplay. It's technically Sonder Lives, although I love the play on words because for the first and the second part of this saga and the science fiction series, it's Sonder Lives. I, ah. I am working with a publishing company to project out and get those pieces of words out into the world. Hmm. And then the second area that I'm aspiring to create, and I actually have a connection call with it tomorrow. I'm just so grateful for all of the the love and the reciprocity that's being given back after all of these years of how I feel like I keep putting it out in the world, 11 different nonprofits specifically around the help, mm -hmm. but also just the harmony behind creating a world where children who are in the orphan and foster family programs are actually being held and actually harmonized with what it means to not be left behind and with these 11 different nonprofits, just create a rewrite of what most people see as a nuclear family hmm. because in my big big aspiration test I truly do believe that the American dreamer is in everyone in the world mm -hmm. and I want to be part of the establishment where people are actually not only seeing that but they get to become part of it and so those are my big things. I want to complete this saga for mm -hmm. the science fiction community. And I want to create those 11 nonprofits all over the United States. That's amazing. And what are your goals for Lions Wealth Builders? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, one of the big goals that Andre has created for us, and I just, I'm so grateful to be present that a few of the states already within New York, New Jersey, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, California, and soon to be Hawaii, at least on my half. Oh, wow. We want to have 50 states being recognized for what it means to not only have offices, mm -hmm. but just have people who are actually in the world treating and completely continuing this education, even beyond what we've started seven years beyond. So. Mm. Our, our firm is seven years old and granted I, I came in on the later half of the second year or sorry, the fifth year now going into my even seventh, second and a half year. Um, I 
realized that one of my biggest things that I want to create, at least with the Lions Wealth Builders, is more people who are not only financially independent, but for people who, regardless of how you come into this world, you are protected. Because mm. I, I want people to understand not just the value that they're creating, but the value we've been born into. Mm-hmm. We are an abundant society. And I I think it is so interesting, like you had asked earlier, like when I do bring up the financial education, how often people might be hesitant because they're like, oh, I don't know anything about it. I, I don't want to seem like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want that to be a no longer necessary meaning. Like, of course, you don't know your finances yet. Right. If you've never sat down with someone, how are you supposed to know? Right. And so that that's the biggest thing I want to create with Lions Wealth Builders is just wow. everyone being aware that you don't know and, until you ask mm-hmm. and that there is an opportunity and availability for people to touch this no matter where you are in the United States. I love that. Yeah. So um, if anyone wanted to know more about you and Lions sure. Wealth Builders, how would they go about it? <laughs> Well, and I don't know if anyone would just want my phone number, but what I could do <laughs> is just just email me. It's, it's my first, middle, and last name. So Janine Ayana Watkins at gmail.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, same, Janine Ayana Watkins, or on either Instagram or Facebook. Um, the best way is probably going to be through my email just because at least for that, I know I can track it and it doesn't get lost in, in news feeds or whatnot. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, I think you, you kind of alluded to it already, but, you know, what else yeah. would you like to see? What, what else would you like to do in five years or see yourself in five years? Well, what I would like to see in five years, and it's it's another one of the the classes I actually took as an engineer, what it means to actually establish and have a break even point. When I think about these nonprofits I'm creating tests, one of the things that I really want to establish outside of what it means to start it mm-hmm. within the five years of them being opened. And so again, starting this year, this most likely would be shy of one year, but I would like to be on track that within five years of having these 11 locations, mm-hmm. the, the board members have literally been replaced with a legacy of these generations of different students who are going through the program Ah. and so on behalf of what most people in nonprofits want to create i want my nonprofits in track within five years to be financially independent i want them to be self-funding and with the financial education and with the people i'm working with i not only know that is possible I also want to establish that the board members are all people who have graduated out of this nomadic traveling of these 11 different locations and for them to be fully running it. Because I think that that is another thing that I realized as I walked away from a divorced family and as I stepped away from engineering as and I'm jumping, literally leaping into Lions Wealth Builders. It's because I have faith that more than what it means for us to do things when we're here, Mm -hmm. I want us to start recognizing that there were civilizations that came before us and they still left their beautiful footprints. And I realize that on the trajectory that most of humanity is on right now, I don't know if the footprint we're leaving right now is as sustainable as we would like, right. but I want to make sure when I step away, it has, and it will be something that not only is created in harmony, but something that this planet actually can provide for itself. And so I just, I want to create that legacy in the next five years. I want it to be handed over 
to the people it's supposed to help mm-hmm. instead of like most businesses where it then gets turned into a corporation. Right. And so that's that's where I'm in five years. I love that. Okay, so if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? If there was one thing I wish I could have changed, and is that is that anything in my life or in mm-hmm. the world? or Not in your life. One thing I would have changed in my life. I think it's funny as I say this, and I'm still working on writing my own. I would have worked more on having this book already be published Hmm. because I realized waiting until I quit my job and then just writing it then Mm -hmm. was a little bit of a disservice for who I am today. Mm. And I don't know what it would have changed too much. I just, I want to think that if I did start it earlier, mm-hmm. I would have had more people around me who would have wanted to start the book instead of when I say I started after I quit my job. Because what I find very often, Tess, is like, oh, well, it was easy for you because wow. you didn't have a job when you started. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe if I would have been a little bit more adamant about it. Yeah. Um, it would have been something that people don't feel like you have to not be doing anything else if you're yeah. an author. Because yeah. I want more people to realize we all have books inside of us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my last question is, if you could go back okay. in, if you could go back in time, what advice mm-hmm. would you give your younger self? Oh, my gosh. I love this question. If I could have given myself one piece of advice, Mm -hmm. I would have said any time that I felt insecure or I felt like someone was saying something about you, sorry, to me, something Mm -hmm. about me that wasn't serving, I would have taught myself how to meditate the way that I do now because I actually lead a meditation group every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes just to get present to what it feels like. And if I would have had that gift for myself, even before these last three years, Tess, I I wish that my younger self would have known that. Because mm. I, I think very often the media makes like people who meditate look like, oh, you have to be like a, a yogi guru, yeah. like give up all possessions. Not right. true. Yeah. And I, I, I wish I was a little bit more conscious of my spirituality outside of the religious context mm-hmm. much earlier in my life. That, that is one piece of advice I would have given. Thank you for asking. Aww. Well, Janine, thank you so much for sharing your life and your stories with me and my listeners. And I wish you so much luck with Lions Wealth Builders and your nonprofits and your book. Oh, my goodness. You know, let me know when that comes out, because I would love to definitely get it and and read that. Um, And, you know, Isaac, it's really amazing, you know, when I get to hear a different perspective about, you know, something that I I had no knowledge of. And so it's for me, it's a learning experience. So thank you for that. And um, I really appreciate, you know, you spending time with me to like answer some questions and really like, you know, um, just share your stories with me. Of course, it was my pleasure, Tess. Wow. Okay, well, with that, have a great day, and I will speak with you soon. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Janine Ayana Watkins on RevWoman.com. 
Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.